has to tell you to hit the record button. Yeah, it's hit. Very good. My job is done. It's time for the sexiest cigar podcast in the nation, The Good Cigar, with your favorite host and mine, Al Roman. Well, hello, and welcome to another great episode of The Good Cigar Podcast with my lovely co-host, the beautiful, sexy, hot... Wow. Melissa. You know, you, you, there for a while, you stopped introducing me. I was like, wow, I just... I've just become a fixture in your life, but that was sweet. Thank well, you. I got, I got lucky last night, so it really changes well, my attitude. Way to share, babe. Yeah. Just so that, because our, our, our listening audience wants to know this. Just this got is good awkward. stuff. They want to know about our family life. No, it's, like, what, it's like uh, The Beaver. The show The Beaver? Yes, Ward. It's just <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's all wholesome, good family fun. No. It is. And uh, today we also have a really special guest with us. We have the president of the Smoke and the Dram Society, Jamie Hall, with us, who's really going to, and this is going to tie into what we're smoking and what we're drinking, because he is the most knowledgeable man I know of whiskeys, scotches, most of the dark and white liquors. So he is, <laughs> yes. he's got it all down. So welcome to the show, Jamie. How you doing, Hi, brother? Jamie. I'm doing good, man. How are you guys? We are much better as, now as that I'm about to start told drinking. You, he's he's doing great. Yeah, I'm, I got a smile on my face. It's a happy time. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's like, yeah. can we talk about anything else? Anything on, on that on uh, on that bombshell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what uh, we're going to be and we're going to do the official cutting and lighting here, which is brought to you by Enfuego Tobacco Shops, which is our local shops here in the North Dallas area. And there's four shops: the Frisco, Rockwall, Murphy. And McKinney one. And we actually went to the McKinney one last night. So that's, that was mm-hmm. uh, really cool that we got to go there, grab some cigars and some sticks. That's where the official lighting and cutting is going to come to you from. And uh, let's see here. So what we're smoking today is the Black Label Trading Company, Santa Muerta. It's a 5 by 48 The wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habano. The binder is an Ecuador, Ecuador Habano. The filler is Dominican, Nicaraguan, and San Andrea. It comes in about $8.95. Santa Muerta cigars are an exciting line extension to the enormously popular Black Label Trading Company portfolio. These cigars are made in small batch fashion with a sophisticated blend that includes an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper and binder over a whopping six-leaf combo of age-long fillers from Nicaragua, the Dominican Republic, and Mexico. This multi-nation masterpiece provides an intensely complex full-body treat oozing with layer upon layer of espresso, malt, spice, white pepper, and cocoa. La Santa Muerta offers the discerning cigar enthusiast a unique and satisfying cigar smoking experience that is unlike any other. Founded by James Brown in 2013, Black Label Trading Company came to fruition after a love of tobacco. Central America and its culture sent him on a journey to create his perfect cigar. Brown's mindset was to keep his blends exciting, but his portfolio small. Within each line, only a few sizes are made. This mentality is that you do not need more than three Viatolas. Everything else is just a waste of resources. This boutique company has made waves in the industry over the years. So that's what uh, we're smoking there, brother. Wow. Awesome. Can can you top that, Jamie? What are you smoking? <laughs> well, um, and, and to be completely honest, I had to look it up because this is a newer cigar to me. Uh, I do, I do, uh, it's the Crook of the Crown, or excuse me, it's a Stolen Throne Crook of the Crown, uh, is what I'm smoking in Toro size. Uh, and I had, I knew that it had a San Andreas Maduro wrapper, but I did not know that the binder was Indonesian and the filler is Indonesian and Nicaraguan. It's actually made in Nicaragua. Um, I've already had a couple of these. I bought a fiver of them and, uh, I'm really digging them. So I'm looking for the next drop so I can get a few more. Yeah, that's a really. I've had that cigar. And that's a really tasty cigar. Really enjoyed that one. It is. Uh, that Indonesian it is. gives it a little bit of floral that comes through there, along with the other spices that are there. Really, really nicely j- done job with that one. And the band's pretty cool too. Yeah, I, I do. I do enjoy the uh, the band art. I like the the idea of the the crook of the crown there with the crow sitting on top. Yeah, I like it. Top of it. Uh, but yeah, and so I I picked this cigar because. Uh, the the scotch that I am drinking, I've never I've never really paired a cigar with this scotch, believe it or not. It's one that is hard to find and every time I've ever been drinking it, it's been, you know, just kind of it was just drinking the scotch. 
this cigar being a new one to me, uh, this cigar has, like you said, a lot of uh, floral notes in it. It's got some raisiny notes, a little bit of espresso. It's got some dark notes to it, but it's not an overly strong cigar. It is very, it's medium plus to full body, but it's, it, it hits very smooth the way that the way that the smoke is delivered, the way that the flavor is delivered on the palate. So I'm hoping that it goes very well with the really fresh, you know, it's got dark fruits like plums and then some apricot flavors in this scotch that I'm hoping that they kind of bounce off of each other. It's, it's an experiment. We'll find out in a few minutes. All right. That, that's what a lot of the, you know, the, one of the things I've really enjoyed about cigars here and doing that we do libations on this show too as well is doing some different things and combining things that people normally just don't think of or combining a certain uh, libation, whiskey, scotch, with a cigar or a different type of cigar and changing up those up and seeing how those flavor complexes change with each drink. And that's been a lot of Absolutely. fun. We've, we've found some, like, I did not know that was going to be that good. And then we've also found that, well, that tastes like shit. <laughs> we would not, mm, yeah. week, and we <laughs> would not combine it, but uh, doing this here, but, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. What we're drinking here since in you, I gotta say, like I said, you're the president of the smoke and the dram society. And it's a it's a social club for cigars. And I got onto there and I've been so happy with everyone there, which has treated me just like family. As soon as, as soon as you get on there, it's like your family and you're and you're there and people are tat, chatting and talking. We know about each other. And you since I have not been the greatest big scotch fan, you really got me going with now with scotches, which has now opened up a lot more liquors for me. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, you're welcome. That were miss, missing Sorry, in my Melissa. life. Yeah. <laughs> So this is one that you recommend. This and what we're what we're going to be drinking is the Glen Morangi, and we're smoking the ten year. And this is one that you recommended for someone tr- getting new into the Scotch. Now I can't remember if you said the ten or twelve year, but I picked up the ten year because it was there at the liquor store when I bought it. So yeah, the the original ten year is the one that I said uh, to try, and that one is one that is uh, not finished. It's it's a. Uh, 10 years in ex-bourbon barrels, uh, white American oak barrels that were used in the bourbon industry here are then shipped over to Scotland and they use them a second time and use them for a much longer instance uh, to get kind of a second washing of the tea leaves effect. If you use the barrel the first time, the bourbon is going to be very strong, very punchy the way bourbon is. Once it gets over there, it has to stay in the barrel a lot longer and that's due to a couple of different things. It's due to the reason, uh, it's due to uh, the reasoning I just said, because of the using of the barrel once already and because of the climate. The climate over there is much more mild. It takes many more summer and winter cycles to get that flavor out of that wood. Because yeah, I noticed it's a really, it's a light color. I mean, it's a lot, a lot of the scotch mm-hmm. I've seen have been a lot darker. And this one's an extremely light color. Uh, not having this one before, I'm, I'm just looking at it. I don't know how, I'm assuming it's going to be a little bit uh, lighter fruity. and maybe a little bit more fruity that's inside of that. And a little bit smoother, because like I said, I haven't been the biggest scotch person because some of the ones scotches that I've had, one have been way too peaty for me. And the only ones that I have had that I've really enjoyed are the ones that you recommend. So this is one that you recommend. And so that's why we went out and got this one. But I have a little bit of reading on the uh, Glen Morangi 10-year-old. So the original is a flagship single malt scotch whiskey from the Glen Morangi Distillery in Highlands. Matured in the combination of first and second Phil American oak uh, cast for 10 years, which you just said. Uh, the expression is a benchmark for creamy, approachable single malt, a long-running uh, go-to dram for many whiskey enthusiasts, including a few here at um, what the heck is that? At Glen Glen Morangi. I don't. Know. This stuff is superb as an aperitif, though more than suitable for enjoying on a cool evening. And it's already getting starting to get warm here in Texas, so I figured this would be a great deal because we're out in the Good Cigar Lounge, chilling out, and uh, just. It's just a beautiful day here. So the tasting notes are on the nose. They say are very fruity and thick, rich notes of lemon, nectarine, and apple spices. The palate, they say, is fresh and balanced vanilla, boiled sweets, very creamy, tiramisu toffee. And the finish is quite long, gentle, and malty, and very fruity. And this bottle comes in at about $39. I want to say I, I got it on sale, and it was like $36. They had a couple dollars off on sale, which I think was uh, I think is an okay price. And that's another thing we talk about on the Dram and the Smoke in the Dram Society when we're herfing, is how you're always mentioning that, hey, a lot of these places are overpriced on their liquors because it's like something everybody wants. He said, don't ever pay for that. So tell us about your kind of your reasoning and what and what people should be looking for when they're buying scotches or liquors uh at the at the store um so 
it's more in the bourbon side of things that the prices have exploded. Uh, there are a lot of different bourbons that are being priced out of sight. Uh, for instance, uh, I'll just go ahead and punch on Buffalo Trace. Uh, Buffalo Trace is a wonderful distillery and has lots of different uh, great you know bourbons to, to choose from. But there are a lot of their more special and rare bourbons that have been just overpriced in, in recent uh, years. Uh, one example that's a, a big example is uh, the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, uh, which one of my grail whiskeys that I was trying to get for a long time was the uh, Eagle Rare 17 year. Now, the MSRP price of that is around $100, you know, somewhere between $90 and $110. I paid $110 for my bottle that I got last year. Uh, it is not uncommon to find that bottle on shelves here in Georgia for $1,800 to $2,000. Oh, my God. In the that's insane. In the sec it's insane. In the secondary market, that's what people are paying for it. And there are a lot of other bourbons that are specialty allocated is the big word. They're allocated bourbons, so you only get so many of them. Um, and, and that's what's happening. Uh, on the scotch side of things, uh, it's more governmental. There's uh, tariffs. Uh, the previous administration put a tariff on scotches that was 25% extra. And this was just trade war type stuff that was happening. Um, and so, it, you know, overnight, the price of scotch went up 25%. Uh, some unscrupulous liquor store owners were actually, you know, people don't know any better. So they jacked the price even a little bit higher than what it should be. So what I encourage people to do is, you know, look up different, you know, look up different states, uh, find a state where you have a liquor control board, such as Virginia. Virginia has an ABC liquor control board, so nothing is sold above what its MSRP should be sold for. And that's a great, uh, like, a, like a litmus test to see, hey, what should this actually cost? Uh, and then you can kind of go along the lines of uh, where, you know, do I live in California, New York, do I live in Florida, do I live in Texas, and then kind of see what your local pricing is. Uh, but just it's all about the research and don't overpay because there are a lot of there are a lot of scotches that are wonderful and there are a lot of bourbons that are wonderful at their entry price. But when you get much beyond that, you're just going to be sorely disappointed that you paid two thousand dollars for a hundred dollar bourbon. Oh, yeah. And I think that's insane. Now, is it do you think it's that overpricing? Is that done by the seller by, say, you know, the liquor store that's doing that? Or is that done by the manufacturer selling, hey, this is all we got, but we're going to jack up the price a lot anyway. And then the store jacks it up even more than that. Do you think it's that or, the, or is, do you think the stores are getting it for their their typical price that they get it for? Uh, I don't think that it's the manufacturer. I think that it's a combination of the distributors and the stores. The distributors are playing some games uh, here in Georgia, at least they're playing these games where they will make a store owner buy 50 cases of some crappy liquor that they're not going to move very much of in order to get one or two bottles of this other liquor. Now they're not paying any more for that liquor. Like say that Eagle Rare 17 right. that I was talking about, they're still going to pay the normal price for it. Uh, but they're, you know, and they may, there might be small variations, you know, like if they buy a case of it or if they buy one of them or whatever, that kind of stuff. Um, but what's happening is they see that as justification to jack the price up. And it's like, nah, you still got those other 50 cases at the regular price. They weren't anything different, you know? So, and this is, this is games that's being played between distributor and the actual, uh, the actual store owner. Now, the caveat is I can go places here in Georgia. I've got a few places that are, I call them my honey holes, where I can go and the owners don't engage in that kind of stuff, uh, where they will sell me uh, liquor at the proper price if they have it. You know, But the thing is, is what they want to do is they want to vet who they're selling it to because they don't want to turn around and sell it to somebody who's going to go and be unscrupulous too and sell it on the secondary market for two grand, four grand, whatever they feel like selling it for. Yeah. They want to sell it to someone who's going to pop it open and enjoy it. And they know you buy every bottle in the damn shop. I've seen your I've seen your whiskey collection, brother, and I've seen how you do this. Like, oh no, I've only got five bottles. It's, yeah, it's really rare. But if you can find it, which you can't, because I bought all the rest of them, it's all right here. So I've seen that when we're doing the herbs, man, in your collection of that, which is uh, which is yeah. awesome if you can get it, brother. And that's really cool. But uh, I know you always get the like, wow, that's really badass. Yeah, this one's another rare one. Don't even try to find it. <laughs> yeah, uh, funny. Funny story is uh, its official name is the Holy Wall of Whiskey, uh, and my mother-in-law is who named it that. Uh, she walked into our room and saw this 
saw this, you know, <laughs> massive amount of whiskey on a shelf and was like, holy wall of whiskey. And I just looked at her with this very serious look on my face and said, how did you know what it was called? <laughs> she wasn't impressed. <laughs> Oops. Oh, hey, how are you? Um, how are you liking this uh, black label trading, baby? This is the uh, Santa Muerta. I, I like that. The draw is a little tight for me, though. I got to say it's. It's a firm, packed cigar, and I would like the draw to be a little bit smoother. It does have some great flavors. I'm getting some raisin out of it, and I'm also getting the spice into it and a little bit of pepper. Uh, but I'd like that draw to be a little bit easier to smoke. How about I don't know how how are you? Is yours okay? Doing fine? Well, or? my draw is fine, but it started off like Ovaltine, like a a cocoa malt. Oh, yeah? yeah, it was definitely that was nice, but now that's gone, and it's more of a earthy taste more like a like a mushroom or something oh huh, that's weird yeah yeah i'm not getting any of that that's kind of weird well, I said, but your draw is a lot better but you know they're small uh very small boutique brand and i had uh the lawless the other day which has like a uh, cow skull on it and that was a really good cigar as well i really enjoyed it i didn't think it was too much different from the santa muerta but i haven't this is the only the second black label trading company that i've ever had and there's so many more that I want to get into, and I got we got these from Christian Elion Cigars when I was down there at Lockhart, our, our good friend who's also a member of the Smoking the Dram. Which I want to get into the Smoking the Dram too here in just a second. But the this Glenn Morangi, I, I gotta say, brother, you, you hit you were spot on. This is beautiful, beautiful Scotch. Like I have I have not had a Scotch like this, that one that I could really enjoy, other than the other ones you've you've told me about. But this one here. Really, really good. I'm getting some pear, apple, vanilla, and just a little bit of slight pepper on the on the drink. And then just over ice, mm -hmm. this Glenmorangie. But you're getting that some of that citrus in there, too, as well. Really, this is a great drink for summer right here. This is really, really nice. Good yeah. choice, man. Way to go. Yeah. For, and thank you. And for, for me, that's a green apple bomb. That uh, Granny Smith green apple is just prevalent in that in that sip. Um, yes. it's just one of those that I really enjoy. And it's one of the ones that's my go-to for someone who's like, Oh, I hate scotch. And I'm like, no, you're just drinking the wrong scotch. Let me help you. You know? And I just kind of turn them on to that. I'm like, go buy this. And if you don't like it, I will buy it from you. You know, I will pay you for it and take the rest of the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Cause this is really good for being a 10 year age. Just, you know, I didn't know, I realized it was so light and colored. And you said, well, this is kind of like the second washing of it right this is the where they're kind of doing like a tea with it where they're just getting that extra flavor into this one really really good really and when you said granny smith that that's what hit me too i was like yeah that's spot on with that i gotta say though it's going really good with my cigar because i'm getting some raisin notes out of the cigar uh along with some of the spice that's in there a little bit of the pepper so it's going i gotta surprise this is really really good i, I can see why more people drink scotch with their cigars if they're this good a scotch because this is really good and you, how, how did you think the scotch was? Because she's not a scotch drinker at all. And I'm I said, not you gotta, a scotch drinker, but this, this is this is good scotch. Is that that's that's what you're going to get from me. It's it's a summery uh, scotch. It's very light. Bulk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still not a scotch drinker, but as far as scotch goes, it's a good one. It's light. I do like that. It's going to be great this summer. I, I also brought out some tonic water and some uh, Canada Dry ginger ale. Just, just try with it. How are these things with it? Because a lot of people just drink scotch and water. They'll just put regular water in there. And I don't know how these things are yeah. going to mix with that, but I wanted to try some of that just to see if you're out by the pool. I mean, granted, I would love to drink the entire bottle by the pool, but then I would never get out of the pool because they would just find me at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> right? So it's mixing it sometimes with something else to help kind of cut some of the alcohol into it. And to be able to drink that, I'm really going to be curious about how the Canada Dry does and the tonic water may do with it. Have you ever experimented like that with any of the scotches? Because I know you drink, you like on the rocks a lot uh, or just straight. Yeah, I drink, I drink neat for 99.99% uh, of the whiskey that I drink. I drink neat first uh, because I want to know what it is at room temperature, 70 degrees or, you know, somewhere thereabouts. Uh, and I want to know what I'm getting into. And for the most part, I will go back to that and that'll be my preferred way. But I always try it. Uh, I'll start with uh, a few drops of water. I use uh, something that's a bottle of water, something that uh, I wouldn't use water straight out of the tap because water straight out of the tap, if you've got municipal city water, it's going to have yeah. a little bit of chlorine taste to it and it's going to adjust the taste. It's going to kind of alter things. So I like 
excuse me, I like to use something that is, you know, that doesn't have any of those qualities to it. Um, something that's a good bottled water will be fine. Uh, put a few drops in and it's going to tamp down certain flavors, open up other flavors and just kind of see what you get from it. Add a, add a little bit more water and you're going to hit kind of a point of diminishing returns with water where it's just taking taste away. It's not opening up or, or, you know, tamping down. It's just watering it down at that point. In time. Uh, also, uh, I start with one cube of ice, just a cube of ice, throw in, let it kind of, you know, do its thing, mingle with the, with the whiskey and then take a sip. Uh, temperature is also something that's going to change the flavors. Uh, it takes away some of the burniness, you know, the, the alcohol ethanol flavors that are going to come out of, uh, different whiskeys. And that's, that's across the board. That's true. Yeah, with, because with, I, the with cold, adding ice or something cold to it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that, that has to do with your mouth and the way that your, the way that your taste buds work. Um, when the cooler liquid is going to be a little bit different for how your, how your taste buds proceed, uh, Um, so I tried those two ways to begin with. And, um, I'm not usually a mixer, uh, unless it's something that is, um, you know, there are great whiskeys to be mixed. Um, like a Jameson Irish whiskey, a lot of people drink that neat and it's a wonderful one to drink neat. Oh, it's yeah, totally yeah. worth it. Uh, but a lot of people will, will mix that with Coke and it is just downright dangerous mixed with coke it becomes super <laughs> super sweet um many days when i was a younger man drinking whiskey and mixing it and you know just experimenting with different things i found that combination and it was one that was pretty bad if you want to just go overboard with it try it with dr pepper oh i love dr pepper <laughs> yeah, we're in Texas. we love dr pepper here to try that well i'm going to try it later on here i'm going to try it with the tonic water first just to see if that adding to it changes anything and uh because I've seen some, I, I did try to look online, and there were a few different kind of cocktails made with different scotches, uh, single malt scotches, and but there weren't really anything I was crazy wanting to do tonight. So I said, but I did see one where it was they used some tonic water, and it was just like uh, you know they just threw some in there. It was a pretty drink because it's got the you know the darker color at the bottom and the lighter color from the tonic water on top, and they just kind of nice little sipper drink for that uh, in, a, in a highball glass, which was really nice. So we're we're going to try that some of that too as well. And what are you trying to? Or are you just going to go straight, straight up bottle? Bulk. <laughs> yes, straight. I don't, I'm not, I've never been much of a ginger ale person. What's the other one you got? Tonic just water? Just tonic water, yeah, but it's a, it's a high quality tonic water too as, as well. Hmm. So it, it's a little bit better. I'm really interested. I'm really interested to know what that does with ginger ale because I have never, I, I've heard of people mixing ginger ale with certain things, but knowing that that whiskey that you have there and it's a favorite of mine, uh, I would believe that ginger ale would go with it very well, but in what ratio, I don't know. Well, I just so I'm very interested in. to see what you think of it. Let me try that, dear, because you just put a splash in yours. It's really good. I got to say, I like the uh, ginger ale in there. You know, this this uh, Glenn Morangi is already a very um, summery, fruity type uh, scotch, which is going really nice with the weather warming up here. And the ginger ale seems to go really well with that to just kick it up a little bit with that ginger in there. That's it's kind of really good. It's kind of that would be a nice, just different drink to have and knock out sometime with a cigar, like we're doing now. It's like a Scotch wine cooler. <laughs> it's like a Scotch wine cooler. Yes, dear. It's like a Scotch wine cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, it's like a Scotch wine cooler, baby. Very good. So we have a we have, uh, the joke in here is I guess was it last episode. Was it with the bulk or was it the one before that? We've slept and drank since then. It was two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. ago. We were having a conversation. I was trying to ask her to get her like to elaborate on what she was in the question I had given her something. And her word and word answer was bulk. How do they, <laughs> so, how do they get such a bargain or something? I'm like, bulk? Yeah, that was her one word answer. Like, okay, <laughs> then I'm done. I'm like. Okay, that makes for shitty radio, dear. We have to have some content to this right here. So now anytime she gets something, she's just kind of like, eh, eh, I'm go, yeah. I go, bulk? <laughs> <laughs> for that one word answer. Sometimes he just tells me to be quiet, so. Sometimes. Sometimes. Now, the this uh, Santa Muerta that I'm smoking, the Black Label Trading Company, it just opened up a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if it was just a little harder pack, but the draw is a lot easier now. So it might have had a little twist or a little, it was just a little bunched, a little tight at the end there. And now it's starting to open up. The flavor profile is pretty much staying the same um, and really enjoying it, really liking it. It's it's a, it's a good cigar. It's not like something kind of this great cigar of my list of great cigars, 
but it is a really good cigar uh, that I'm enjoying. And the label with the skull and the roses and stuff, I got I like their stuff a lot. I, I, I tend to go to the dark side on this stuff, and really, really liking that. Well, our our logo has a skull on it. So you're kindred spirit. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think that. That's really good. He also does some, a bunch of other cigars, which are really good and really hard to get. And Elion turned me on to a couple of those, which we're going to have on the show here soon, too, as well. Really, really good stuff. Um, have, you, have you had the Black Label Trading Company yet? Uh, I've had quite a few of their sticks, and I'm a big fan, as a matter of fact. Uh, the Lawless is a, is a fave of mine. Uh, I also like The Last Rites. Uh, the Boondock is a really good one. Um, NBK is one of my faves, especially there's a, there's a, uh, there's a event on, I think it's an event only stick. that's like lizard King or something. It's a special NBK version. Uh, it's a box press. And then, uh, there's another one I'm trying to think of the name of, uh, the porcelain Elion, uh, uh, a Christian from Elion actually really likes the porcelain. That's oh, yeah. a great yeah. Connecticut. And I'm not a big Connecticut smoker, but that's one that is fantastic so i've had quite a few of their oh and the killer bee the killer bee was the other one that i just i really dig that one i picked up some killer bees and i have not had them yet uh, i picked up a lot of cigars at elliot christian's place there at lockhart do tell. Really, it was i'm gonna shut your mind i can't turn your i can't no, turn your headphones you off. oh i can turn your headphones off because no, no, i have no, control no, knob no, i can just turn no, it off no, no, you no. won't hear what i'm saying well, i'll ahead, just be lip syncing no i think the audience <laughs> wants to know what all did you buy while, while you were down in I, I austin two or three cigars Per facing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bought a lot down there, dear. It, it was he had a really great selection. It was great seeing him down there, and uh, we're gonna have uh, a group over here soon too as well. But I want to get into talking about the smoke and the dram and what how you got started with that, and t- and tell us about what this group is because I got to say, ever since I've been in, dude, it's been one of the best. You herf almost every night, and I'm gonna let you get into this and talk about it. But uh, t- talk us, t- tell us about the Smoke and the Dram Society. Uh, the Smoke and the Dram Society, uh, we were kind of formed out of uh, frustration and necessity. We had uh, been in a couple of other clubs. I had been in a couple of other clubs that I had had some mixed reviews on, some mixed uh, things. And, you know, those, that's neither here or there. Uh, but we wanted something better, and we thought that we could do something better. And we wanted to center it around family around a cigar family brothers and sisters of the leaf kind of attitude uh you know we 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 meet all the time uh on zoom and it's one of those things where we're we're coming to you you know from our back porches from our garages from our smoke lounges in our homes and it's a little bit more of a uh it's a little bit more of a family atmosphere and and and, you know in doing that you know you see people's kids run by and people's families are in the, in the shop sometimes. Hey, how's it going? So it's one of those things that we really, you know, wanted to have was, you know, we're, we're more than just some guys and girls that get together and smoke. We're people who know each other. We're friends, you know? And so we, you know, we expounded on that. We, we started smoking dram, uh, June of last year. We're coming up on our one year anniversary, June the 26th will be our birthday. It will be a year old. Um, the one thing that we have always stressed is quality over quantity of members. We're at about 80 members and prospects right now. Uh, we go through, we vet people, we see how they are, who they are, what they, what they're all about. And, uh, you know, they have requirements to become a patch member. We don't just give our patches away. You earn our patch because we want to know that you're here for us and we're here for you. And that's just the kind of, you know, attitude that we have. Uh, and I mean, I couldn't do, I, I've got some great vice presidents that helped me out. I'm, I'm, I'm not the only, I'm not the only horse in the race, so to speak. I got a couple of guys that are really, really helping me out. Uh, Matt Tengage, uh, John, Jay Cozy, uh, Rachel up in, uh, she's a lady of the North or a cigar girl on Instagram up in Canada. Those guys, Canada, those, Canada, those people. Canada. You know, up in Canada, those guys really helped me out. Uh, they're, they're the first people I talk to when I don't, when I kind of have a question about what should I do and how should I do it? And we don't always agree, but that's what you need. You need people who will bounce things back off of you. Um, but yeah, so all about, you know, quality, uh, quality over quantity. We want to know who we're talking to and what we're doing. And I think that we are better for it. I think that we have really, you know, come a long way. We're doing things that I think that other clubs are not doing. Uh, we've got a barrel pick that's coming up. Uh, and if you're not familiar with what that is, we're working with a local liquor store that we're going to actually do a tasting of a single barrel of alcohol, purchase that bottle of alcohol and have our club's name 
put on the side of it, especially picked for the Smoke and Dream Society. Uh, and it's going to be old. It's going to be Old Forester Single Barrel, which is going to be fantastic. Um, we also have a cigar that's going to be coming out in a little while. That's a little bit further into the works, though. It's uh, the tentative name of it is the Mouth Hug because we think it's going to give you a, <laughs> a hug in the mouth. Uh, so, um, yeah. So you know, we, I, got, I got a lot of that last night. The Mouth Hug. I smoked a lot of cigars <laughs> last night, dear. Carry on, Jamie. <laughs> Wow. Wow. And, uh, wow. So, I can't believe you so, said that. <laughs> so to look, so in, 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 in other words, to look at our number, there are other clubs who have many more members than we do, but what we have, we are absolutely proud of and we feel like we've come a long way and we've got a lot of things going on for us. Right. And that's what I found when I joined in the group is, uh, there's no, don't get me wrong. We have a blast and we laugh and cut it up and we've got some, some nuts in there. But they're all good people and good nuts. They're like, okay, absolutely. You can you? I can pick on my brother, but you can't because they're family. You know, the kind of thing going through. That. Exactly. So there are special guys, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, them. we uh, we had a sticker made. We had a sticker made just to. I mean, we went so far as to have a sticker made for one of our members to to rib them a little bit and mess with them. And you know, sometimes you have to immortalize people like that. You know what I mean? Sometimes you, you put them on put them on a sticker and mess with them. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where uh, we're we're all family. It's like a locker room, and we're, we we do bill ourselves as kind of a we're a more politically incorrect club. We do have some lines in the sand. We do have rules. We don't, you know, we're we're not completely lawless. But you can go in there and you can drop an f bomb and do whatever you want to do and kind of be an adult. And we we definitely wanted that because you can go to any cigar lounge in America and you'll find that you'll find people cutting up. You'll find people telling dirty jokes. You'll find people, you know just having a great cigar experience with fellow cigar smokers. And we definitely wanted to preserve that. Hey, yeah. That's what I really enjoyed about it. Getting onto the herbs and first meeting y'all when I got on was how it was like, everyone was like, just like a cigar lounge, just being, and that's what we do our show with. It's, this is no different from when we were at a cigar lounge, cutting up and joking up and having a good time drinking. It's like just being an adult, right? We can put, uh, we can put biases and we can put prejudices aside and we can just have a good time. No matter what it is, and there's people Absolutely. all across the U.S. Um, in the Smoke and the Dram Society. Where can people find you at to if they're interested in in joining this group and in get in getting on with the Smoke and the Dram? Uh, primarily, we're on Instagram uh, at smoke uh, at the Smoke and Dram Society, um, and all of each word is separated by an underscore. So at the Smoke and Dram Society. Very good. We're going to send people that. I'll put a link on too for the Instagram on our webpage to to get over there like that. But uh, right now, how's how's your cigar, babe? How was it? Did, is it draw too tight for you or? No, it went out. Well, then why don't you tell me? I'll just relight it. That's you know? okay. Here, I'll just relight it for you. Just turn that out. Don't let that go to waste, dear. My well, goodness. I didn't figure it would go to waste. No, I'll smoke it. But yeah. But this is also a smoking and tobacco show. So. <laughs> yes, baby. Oh, your draw is and much. By the way, your draw is much easier than mine. I told you, my draw was fine. And by the way, this is a fantastic pairing. I was—I'm not going to say that I was right and toot my own horn, but I was going to say that I had a very good feeling, and my feeling was correct. So, if you see on your shelf, uh, dear listener, if you see a bottle of Glenmorangie 12 Quinta Ruban the black label that's got some dust on it and is not sold yet, please pick it up. You're going to absolutely love it. Uh, and pair it with a pair it with a medium plus to full bodied Maduro cigar with not a huge pepper bite, but lots and lots of uh, floral, lots and lots of um, raisiny flavors, raisin plummy flavors, a uh, little bit of leather, not a huge leather bomb. Um, what else? This this cigar is it doesn't smoke the way it looks, so to speak. Hmm. It does have all of those things you would expect in a dark Maduro wrapper, but it's it's much more smooth delivery, uh, smooth delivery. And I think it's those raisiny and earth. This this has one of my favorite earth notes, and the way that I describe it is damp forest floor. Uh, if you've ever been in the in the forest on a fall day, it's rained. There's leaves all over the ground. That sweet earthy smell that comes from fermenting leaves that's what i get from this and it's fantastic and i mean this is fermented leaves obviously but it presents that way but yeah. the earth presents that way and so this uh combined with the 
really just in your face, plummy, apricot, caramel flavors. And uh, it's mostly because this is a pork cask finish. The other one, uh, I can't remember what, sco- what scotch it was that I had that you told me about, and I got it. And it was done in a pork cask. And you could really taste some of those flavor notes in that. I really, really like that. So I said, I've never had scotches unlike the ones you've recommended. I said, hey, you're going to like this one. This is not what your typical scotch Because that's my experience has been. Like, I always seem to get the just the super peaty. And I, my stomach just can't handle it. I just can't. I just, I'm just not a fan of that. Uh, but these here yeah. have more of the fruit notes coming through there. Really, really liking those. So I, I wish I had a bottle of that. So I may have to uh, raid your cabinet there, brother. <laughs> yep. The uh, and, and the only difference between these two, it's funny because this is uh, they take what that that ten year that you're that you're drinking right now and take that and then put it into a pork pipe for two years and then you have this and then they take that and put it in uh, the La Santa, which is the other twelve year version, is their sherry cask. So they take that that you're drinking now and put it in for two years in a sherry cask. Very simple the way that they do it, but it's very elegant when it comes out the other end. Really nice. Well, this bottle is kind of an orangish color, I'm guessing, because they're playing on the the, the citrus. citrus notes that are in there. And then I saw the 12 year bottle, and it had uh, it was a, a reddish tinge to it. And the, even the box had red. And that's why they do that. I mean, they're going to mm-hmm. color kind of color code this stuff, right? Because we're I basically eat my crayons at school kind of guy, right? So that that made sense to mm-hmm. to have that there for that color scheme to go in there. Um, so I'm looking yeah. forward. That'll be my next one too as well. To, to and the pork pipes for this one make it much darker than what you have there. The finishing is what gives it that, that color. Uh, the one that you're drinking there does not have any color added. There are some whiskey, there are some scotch makers who add color. Uh, I think it's E150 is the color that they add, the coloring agent that they add. It's like a caramel coloring that they use, and they add that to it. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, uh, Dalmore. The Dalmore uses coloring. Um, to kind of make it look darker than it is because for some reason they think it needs to look darker. But it's for us who know that light color does not denote that it's going to have less flavor. You no, know, it's full flavored still. Really, I got to say, it's pairing really good with a cigar. Really, really I got to thank you so much again, brother. This is a this is badass. Like I said, not being a scotch drinker now, that the two that I've had that you've suggested, on par with greatness. And that's something that you get – with joining these social clubs, cigar clubs, is is that talking and communication and learning. Every time I come on there, I learn something. Now, sometimes it's just some great adult joke that comes across, <laughs> but other times it's it's really great about, hey, the cigar. Someone's had a cigar that I haven't tried, and they're talking about it, or they've had a whiskey or a scotch or something that they're, they're pairing with that now that they're drinking. I'm like, oh, where do you get that at? So that's now on the list and going. And that's the communication, because you do Zoom – Almost every night, there's a Zoom almost every night with the smoke in the dram, which is something I love because it could be a Monday. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to chat with some friends because I'm not I'm not going out to my local right now because it's late at night. It's nine o'clock at night or something. And I get on and there there is the smoke in the dram. And I get on with you guys and we just hang out and smoke and laugh and drink. And you're not getting enough stimulus, stimulating conversation at home. Bulk. Right. <laughs> just a punchline. That's, that's all I am. Just a punchline to you. Well, we have uh, for next for the show. Where is my? I got to find the little. The you love this part. This is your favorite part, mm. baby. You you know you like this. This is the. Uh, I got everything right last time. You did so in conjunction. Well, let's split. Precedent in our own evolution makes it possible that they have more than one brain. You mean two, three? They may be mental giants, but by our standards, they must be very primitive. Well, it's time for Ask Melissa and Jamie on Melissa's Advanced Institute for Scientific Welcome, Studies. Jamie. So keeping in Glad with this here. that we're doing this Glenn Morangi, I'm going to ask Melissa first because she likes to punt everything off, right? But we're going to get the answers yeah, from everything. her first, and then we're going to go to you, Jamie, and then uh, y'all can... Uh, coordinate your the correct answer and these aren't too too bad so the first one is what does the word dram d-r-a-m mean not a spell dram it's a measure of a drink it's a small drink it's like a, i want a dram of of rum or a dram of whiskey or a dram of i want a shot is that your answer we're going with i want a shot yeah how about you how about you jamie it is. Uh, it used to actually be a measurement, but to, in today's vernacular, it's uh, a wee dram. It's used to be a small pour of whiskey, is what it's uh, what it's vernacular, what it's what it's colloquial term is today. 
then you are both correct here. Because it says it's a small drink of whiskey or other spirits, often used in humorous imitation of the Scottish speech. A wee dram to ward off the winter chill is an example. You asked that question just so you could do that dialect. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. did. I did. did. Jeez. <laughs> I, was, I think I did pretty good, right? You did great. How many times did you practice that while I was taking a shower? Like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first I was like, why do I sound Portuguese? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and then I got it down to somewhat of a, of a nice uh, I tell you what, baby, with a beard just now, I was like, Definitely Sean Connery. Definitely. Oh, thanks, baby. That's kind of sexy. And she shakes her head now. What the hell, baby? What the hell? A little bit. Oh. We'll give you a little bit. Well, the next question is, and this is still keeping in with the, the liquor and going in with the theme that we have here, which typically is to be every one of our shows kind of theme, is what does bottle and bond spirits mean? Bottle and bond would be what's put in a bottle and, and crated. So the Coca-Cola is a uh, bottle no, and bond? No, no, it would be a, a spirit kind of thing. So all spirits are, are bottle and bond? I'm going to go with that. And Jamie, we'll, we'll just go uh, ahead and bottle, just kick this over to you, brother. Bottle and bond refers to uh, the Bond Act of 1897. There's a specific set of rules that uh, that have to you know be adhered to in order for something to be bottled and bond. It has to be four years old. It has to be uh, all done in one one distilling and uh it all has to be done in a uh, it has to be uh aged in a u.s uh facility a u.s uh rick house or u.s facility there's a lot of i'm i'm, I'm butchering the rules. the rules but there's but there's a set of rules that uh that genuinely or that generally refer to bottle and bond it has to be a hundred proof um but yes yeah, the bond act of 1897 mm. That is absolutely correct, brother. It's a lot of history. And that's why I had him on the show here. I'm like, I'm going to put these questions together because I know my man, Jamie, is going to have, if it's anything whiskey related, he knows he's, going to know, he's going to have it down packed. I'm telling you, he's the, he is the uh, Wikipedia of our group of when it comes to liquors. He's the whiskey whisperer. <laughs> he's the whiskey whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. There's a guy called the Bourbon Whisperer. Oh, I don't want to be oh, no. plagiarizing that guy. There's a guy called the Bourbon Whisperer. You can call me the Whiskey Whisperer, but I don't want to be called. No, whiskey Whisperer sounds way cooler. So what I found is when I read this up, and it says bonded whiskey is a mark of provenance and transparency. In the late 1800s, many whiskeys were a questionable provenance. Booze was bought in barrels, not bottles, which made it easy to tweak and taint. Uh, Kentucky distillers were undercut by those from Chicago that sold the column distillery neutral spirits like vodka. Wholesalers would blend the finish the spirit, often with artificial flavors and additives to stretch the whiskey. The bottle and bond designation mandates that brands clear numerous rigorous hurdles. The spirit must be aged for at least four years and bottled at precisely 100 proof. It must be made by one distiller at a single distillery in one season, then aged in bonded warehouses. Damn. So it's, it was, a, was dead on. He was dead on with that. I said, every time like there's a question, someone comes up with a question like that, Jamie's got the answer when it comes to some freaky, weird, minuscule liquor. Like, you know, in 1900s, they came out with this one liquor that was like, and Jamie's like, yeah, I've got 12 bottles of it, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> every single time, I'm like, damn it, man. Damn it. To doing that. But I thought that was pretty cool about how it has to, because they were like you know, there's so many that were taking these big barrels, d diluting them down, and saying this was this was the regular strength. And to kind of keep some proof of what this was, they came up with that act uh, to do that to keep it. it was, uh, early, it's just a it's an example of early manufacturing regulations to to get some consistency, some repeatability, and something that uh, the consumer can be uh, confident. Yeah, yeah. And I am confident that this Glen Morangi is now one of my new favorite scotches because I am liking the shit out of this. Well, I'm so happy for you. You've got That's... a new hobby. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> when you're when you're ready for another one to try, just come on no. back and uh, <laughs> zip it. Zip it. <laughs> we have no room for any more liquor. We oh need, yes, we do. We need There's to drink always more. room for more liquor. I'll build more shelves. You know, I'm, we're going to be getting. We're still working on our cigar lounge to open up, and when we do, there's going to be cabinets I'm getting built, and they're going to have my special liquor inside those cabinets. 
Oh, did I let the cat out of the bag on that? <laughs> she, she gives me that look of <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to be doing inventory, Mr. Man. Oh, you can do inventory. You're not going to have the key. Only I'll have the key. We're going to write this up so I'm 51% shareholder. I don't think so, dear. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think so. But I do want to talk about our, our gracious friends that we have that help support our show. And one of those is Nova Cigars. And uh, I know that's one of the great things about the Smoke and the Dram is we've had some great people on the Smoke and the Dram on some hearths on there. We've had Matt Booth. We've had Pete Johnson on there. And we've had Leo from Nova Cigars. And she oh, was a funny. blast. She That woman has Absolutely. so much energy. And she gave away a lot of cigars. It was just a good time having Leo from Nova Cigars on the show. And we've had her on our show. And having her on the, the hearths with the Smoke yeah, and the Dram. Yeah, we need to get her back. Oh, we we do. She is so her enthusiasm is infectious. She was absolutely just a blast to have on. We'd have her on any time she wants to come on. Just let me know. She could just come on and hang out with us. Yes. I mean, she's just a great person. Her her knowledge in the industry is great. Uh, she's got so much experience, and her story is wonderful. So we would definitely have her back on. And and her the cigars are fantastic. No I've got some in the door right now. Yeah, we, we've absolutely. I know you've had them. I said I think everybody on the Smoking the Dram mm-hmm. has had them, which is go to novacigar.com and you can get the just go look at her stuff, pick some stuff up. And if you mention us, the good cigar, she'll always throw in extra. She always does extra stuff for our, our friends and family for doing the Nova Cigars, which we are huge fans of the Nova Cigars and really, really enjoy all that she puts out and gives it. One of the other ones that we really enjoy, and I just I got to see and meet the other day, which she's going to be coming on, too. She said she'd come on to the Smoke and the Dram Society is Tequila Sheila. I talked to her the other day. Ooh. She's like, yeah, I would love to. You know, she's a little five-foot Indian woman that makes freaking marvelous tequila that we absolutely love. And I think I've sent you some samples of that, of the Tequila Sheila. I did. And I've actually had a chance to, uh, I tried the uh, Reposado and the Añejo, and both of them were fantastic. So good. Um, And and I'm not a tequila drinker. I'm one of those guys that in my earlier years steered away from tequila because I had too many (laughs) with tequila. Um, You hug the porcelain god a few too many times with, uh, you know, Not with with this stuff. And then you kind of. But not with this stuff. This Mm-mm. stuff is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the age, I mean, in tequila, for those who don't know, uh, the Añejo and uh, Reposado is, you know, Reposado is rested and uh, Añejo is aged. And they age them in a, in a barrel, just like they would whiskey. And for, you know, determined amount of times to make each one. Um, those are fantastic spirits. Uh, try them. You will love them. Really, really well. And she she ages her. Now, typical reposados are aged for three months in a barrel. That's the minimum that they can be to be called a reposado. She ages hers for a year for the reposado. Ooh. Now, the anejos, which are usually aged for a minimum of one year in a barrel, and that gets the qualification for an anejo, she age, actually ages hers for two years in a barrel. So that's a... You're getting the very best of tequila when you like, because it's not like the old tequila from the college days. It's one of those that's 100% blue organic agave, and it's it's always good and no hangover. So we've got so many friends that we've turned on to, the tequila Sheila, and I got to meet her the other day. So she's going to be coming on the Smoke and the Dram here very soon and talking about the tequila and all that she's doing mm-hmm. doing with that, because it's, uh, it's, it's my favorite tequila right now. Yeah, and she can... Five foot, she can drink you under the table, too. <laughs> yeah, she can, dude. She can drink that. And then when I went everywhere we've gone, and we went last night, and we were out and about in the town, and we're going to some friend's house, I put Humi Smart packs in my travel humidor. They're inside my humidor. They're the packs that I use and, and really to help keep my cigars fresh. I don't know if you use those, Jamie's. Uh, but if you're not, you should look into those. Uh, the, people use different things. That's what we use because that's what we like. Uh, and they've always been really good. There's no harsh salts in them. And if you go to the um, Humi Smart website and you do an order and you put in there TGC as our code, you can get uh, 20% off on your Humi Smart. So I just picked up another order of Humi Smart because when I send cigars out for winners and friends that I'm sending cigars out to, I throw that Humi Smart in there. And, uh, Speaking of friends, one of our friends from the Smoke and the Dram Society, and I got to say, big uh, red bacon there. So he got dirty, a t- dirty, red dirty red bacon, got 
a tattoo of the Good Cigar logo on his arms, and I'm giving him a huge shout out because that is a super fan, and I put that on Instagram. I, I, I am was like, so impressed. Holy shit. You somebody... don't even have a Good Cigar tattoo. <laughs> I don't even have one. As soon as we open up the lounge, I'm getting one. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be as big as Dirty Reds because he did his his whole arm is his the shoulder, logo yeah. coming through like that. But he, he it's impressive. some real estate yeah. with that one, man. He's, uh, he, he did, he definitely, he, he went all out for it. So I commend Props. him on that, man. He doesn't even, I mean, and he, he is all about the Smoking Dram Society and he, he doesn't even have a Smoking Dram Society tattoo. So, uh, you know. <laughs> well, I think the help and the push but, but, is, you know. is that I'm putting, I'm giving him, I told anybody on the show, if you get a tattoo, I will get a tabletop, uh, humidor for you, and I will fill that thing with cigars, well, and I will send it to you. the first person. He's the first person. You're going to give it. Yeah. If somebody else does it, I'll do the same for them. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, pretty soon. if you're a super be- hot chick and you get that on your ass, I'll make it a bigger humidor. <laughs> <laughs> you'll deliver it personally? I'll deliver it personally. Yeah. <laughs> I have to check quality control, I have to, baby. I have, to see, I have to see the, you have to see the tattoo. <laughs> right. The I have to make right. sure yeah. it's not just a... You know. Yeah, it's a bottle and bond here too. I got to make sure there's certain you know providences that I have to make it has, sure. <laughs> provenance. It has to meet the yeah, I have to make sure it doesn't wash off. <laughs> yeah, that I will send them the same thing out. Uh, and so I put that out there, and he did. So I'm I'm sending him his uh, his humidor with full of uh, some of my favorite cigars in there. I'm going to send that out to him because that. But that's the kind of quality of people that we have in the Smoke and the Dram Society that I absolutely love, brother. Which is. I wouldn't have met him any other way than getting into your your group. And, you know, one of the things else I like about it is that you can be a member of other groups, too, as well. It's not this idea of, hey, we're the only ones, and if you don't like us, then screw you, then you're out of the club kind of deal. Because it's really about – No, and we say that. Yeah. We say that. And, and all the time we tell people, we're like, you know, we, you know, we want you to be cultured. So to speak, we want you to be in other. We in, we invite you go and be in other clubs. You know, there's lots of clubs to be in. There's lots of people to meet. We're all one big happy family. I kind of liken it to the NFL. Um, you know, there are rivalries, and there you know, you wouldn't necessarily want to wear an Eagles jersey in the Cowboys locker room. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, and that's kind of the way that we look at it here. It's like when we're in the Spoken Dram Society, let's be about the Spoken Dram Society, but let's support our brothers and sisters. You know, and uh, it's kind of one of those where it's an open door policy, so to speak. So we want you to go out, have fun, be in as many clubs as your bandwidth will allow. Yes. And that's that's one of the things that I really like, because there's other clubs that are one club, one that's it and you're out. And I don't like that because we are such a small group and we need to tell people about the enjoyment of cigars and what they bring to the table, because there's so much enjoyment with your wife there's so much enjoyment with friends it's something that's a natural product and that we should have the right to always enjoy and do this and how when you go to a cigar lounge much like when you were herfing there's no bias there's no bigotry there's no hate it's just it doesn't matter if you're a if you're a plumber or a doctor or anywhere in between digging ditches anything it doesn't matter if you've got a cigar in your hand, you're a friend of mine, and we're going to enjoy and talk about anything we want to. And that's what the your your society does, the Smoke and the Dram Society, that I really enjoy with that group. And to have, like I said, super fans of our show that will got a tattoo, a permanent tattoo on his body, uh, to, just to say, hey, support and, and do that. Plus, he's getting cigars in a humidor. But other than that, well, it's pretty badass, though. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that speaks is, highly. Just to speak, and, and just to speak a little bit about Red, he is a character. He is—he's he, one of my favorite people. He's a character. He is always there for his friends and his family, you know. And if he tells you he's going to do something, he's going to. And he's the kind of person that we want in our club. So that's—I I would expect nothing less of him. He told you that he was going to do it, and he did it. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he did. There and that's go. when we go down to the quality over quantity. If you're just uh, someone collecting patches, this is not the group for you. If you want to be an active participant and enjoy camaraderie, enjoy cigars and laughter and drinks and just be 
a, a group in the family that enjoys cigars, then the Smoke and the Dram Society is for you. And that's what you need to be looking at, uh, getting and joining and going over. So look him over at, look look up at, at Smoke and the Dram Society on Instagram and get hooked up with him to do that. We, uh, we're also... We're also members of the Luxury Cigar Club. So that's one of the clubs we get. We get a monthly supply in of cigars in that we get. And he picks out and he gets some really rare, great prime cigars that always comes in. And I tell people, there's a lot of people that are newbies that come in like, hey, I just got into cigars and I don't know. And even for, and I'm not, I'm not a novice. I mean, I don't know everything about cigars, but I have a pretty good knowledge of base of cigars, just like you do, uh, Jamie, of, of the cigars. And this is a great deal like their core is like $18.99 and you get three great cigars a month and it's always better than the msrp great selection every time they come out we also get the palladium which is a great selection that's it covers up five or six cigars now dang i can't even remember how many cigars it has we get so many cigars in there's never the same number in the box when i get to it as when it's delivered <laughs> that's probably why as soon as it comes in i'm like oh that's mine i'm getting that right there Hide that one from her really really fast so go check out Luxury Cigar Club. They do a great job. And they also have, like, Jamie, you're on Discord, right? So they, they, we, that's where a lot of our stuff is done, where we can communicate, just chat daily if you want to. And then you put in the Zoom meetings for the herfs going in there. Luxury Cigar Club has one, too, as well, and where you can chat with people. And it's all about ex- expanding out your knowledge of cigars and your friendships with going into that. And it's something that we really enjoy. Don't you, baby? Yes, baby. Yes, I, I love it. I love hanging out with you and chatting and smoking cigars. And 25 of my favorite friends on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Say hi, baby. Yeah. You know, Melissa is kind of like Tim on that show. Uh, What was that show where he kind of hang behind the fence? Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Melissa's kind of like that because she works, I got to say, a shit ton of hours all the time and she's finally beat down and i'll be like i'm going out here to go enjoy zoom she's like great i'm finally getting the bark i'm getting your chair i'm getting the bark lounger yeah and i'm going to have a couple dogs with me a glass of wine i'm going to watch my show so that's usually when i'm herfing out here she's or I'm in folding there laundry well a lot you, of nights I'm every now and laundry. then you do some housework right here i admit <laughs> do you know how many Ooh, jamie most nights when he's out here talking to you guys i'm in the house cleaning up the kitchen he's oh, like hey you got this right yeah, go hey 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 careful man because last night might be the last fun you have for a little while man you mm-hmm. might be the dog ass after this one exactly <laughs> oh my god i am surrounded by idiots <laughs> yes. yes well i'm not going to cut off my nose despite my face but yeah I know you work around me and she makes her little appearances. I'll, I'll, you know, there's usually a window behind me here and all of a sudden people are waving. Hey, Melissa. I'm like, what the hell? Or she's not right. Here. And I look back behind me. She's back behind me <laughs> looking at me and smiling and waving at bed. everyone like that. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the thing that's going into there, but I've got some, uh, it's, we did the questionnaire, right? We did that going through here. So I've got some news, which is, uh, from half wheel. And it says, uh, just some crawl sending fuck the FDA Robusto to Omerta Cigars. So Omerta Cigars, which operates three stores in Oklahoma, one in Monroe, uh, in, uh, Monroe, Louisiana, and online storefront, will be receiving a store-exclusive Viatola of Jazz Sum Crawls. Fuck the FDA in May. It's a 5x50 Robusto and uses the same blend as its original 6x52 Toro, meaning a Mexican San Andreas wrapper over an undisclosed binder and filler. According to the press release, San Sun uh, Crawl, the cigars will be rolled in 2020, the same time as the original release. The cigars are produced at Tabacolera de Aragon in Nicaragua and will be offered in bundles of 10 at priced at $90 before taxes. Additionally, these bundles will feature the store's branding and notable change from the packaging of the original Viatola, which comes in 10-count bundles, wrapped in a copy of the cover of the FDA 499 page, 499 page deeming regulations of certain tobacco <laughs> products. So I think that's awesome. They that fuck the FDA and they put that on we there gotta for get all some the of I, I want I want that cigar yeah. right now. Yeah. Like I want that cigar. 
I don't know where to get it, but if you get one, I just want one. We may have uh, to drive up to one. Oklahoma. Did you say Oklahoma? Well, they do it online too, so I'm going to be checking that out. So, and I don't know if you can pre-order them or if they have them in yet. But this just press release just came out. But I so want some of those because the FDA is such a screwball thing and screwing with cigars, a natural product. You know, it's Lumping easier for you. It's with... easier for you to get pot yeah. than it is cigars and smoke around. And one of the things that gets me is a friend of mine was in California Beach uh, not too long ago, and he lit up a cigar. And the and the cops came over there and said, "Hey, man, you can't be smoking your cigar." He said, "Well, like twenty feet away, they're over there smoking pot." He goes, "Yeah, but they have a they have a medical thing for that." And I don't care if someone smokes pot; I, I just don't care. But like, don't yep. infringe on my cigars, which are way better than that right. is that I'm doing. So how can you say that is for one to the other? And that's the, the stupid logic that I'm not getting right now with our cult, typical culture right now and this backwards ass shit we're doing. But it's, and I don't want to jump on that too much, but it's, I am going to yeah. just to support those cigars because they put fuck the FDA on there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be getting me some of those damn cigars in. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for those. I'm yeah. going to definitely be looking for those. Just to help support that. And then I've got some interesting news, baby, and, and you'll like this one. German bomb squad finds reported, gra- uh, reported grenade was a rubber sex toy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm literally oh, not going to touch that. <laughs> literally, literally, we'll save that for the after show. Nope. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll bring we'll bring that up on the uh, on the smoking dram for tonight. There you and, go. Like, we'll have some colorful conversation <laughs> there you go. Y'all about can... the rubber grenade. A stuff. grenade. Yeah. yeah. So police in Germany said a bomb squad was summoned on a report of a grenade spotted by a jogger in the woods. But they arrived to find an object was a rubber sex toy. The police headquarters in in Lower Bavaria said the bomb squad was called into a wooded area outside the city of Passau near the Austrian border as a, on a report of a hand grenade in a plastic bag found by a jogger. The bomb squad arrived at the, on the scene and discovered the grenade-shaped object was made of rubber and was accompanied by two condoms, an empty bottle of personal lubricant, and a USB charging cord. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! Police said, "Police said the bomb. The bomb squad did an online search and confirmed the suspicious explosive was a harmless sex toy." Investigators said the condition of the plastic bag indicated it had been in the woods for some time before the discovery. Oh, just, no! <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I'm like. Getting called out to something like that, like, you know, you're having to do the x-ray. You've got a guy in a full bomb suit going out there and he goes, nope, not it. Uh-uh. <laughs> and he, he would he would rather touch a bomb, a bomb than touch that because uh-uh. there's no doubt where that's been. He's in a full blast suit, like Hurt Locker style. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't want to pick it up. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. He would rather deal with a real bomb than deal with something left for that long. Probably. That's, a, that's out the there bomb going. he wasn't expecting that uh-uh. day. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, pick up your toys, man. If you're out in the woods having a good time, I get it. Take your shit home. Just don't leave it out. Hey, like, hey, hey, like campers, you know, leave it better than you found it. Right? <laughs> exactly. <That's> right, yes. <laughs> yes. Leave it better than you found it. But I am Don't so pollute. enjoying this cigar really opened up this uh, black label trading company. The this is the I can't remember I, the name of the Santa Santa Muerta. Really, really enjoying the black label trading company, the, the cigar so far. This has really opened up a lot of floral notes coming in through it as well. Um, and along with some really great spice that's in there and a little bit of earthiness that's coming through it to it now because it's changed up again. But it's got just a sweet hint on it from the oils in the wrapper, which are really, really good enjoying that. And it is going perfect. And I can't thank you enough, Jamie, for the Glenn Morangi original 10-year suggestion on this because, as you can see, my glasses now damn near empty and i'm about to fill this up some more because we're that's a shame jamie was really hoping he could buy I'm, that bottle from you <laughs> i'm already on four number two with the, uh, the <laughs> yeah. i mean um glenn Morangy is just one of those uh, they're they're a classic uh brand of scotch that's been around a long time and they absolutely know what they're doing they make some of the best in the market and there are other people that will try to tell you, oh, there's this and oh, this is better. And, you know, but what I say to them is, you know what, don't be such a snob. There are some great things for not a lot of money. I'm always about a value proposition. Somebody shows me, you know, show me 30 to $40 
that you can spend, and I will show you thirty to forty dollars of greatness in scotches, bourbons, Irish. I know, you know, there's there's greatness to be had at every level. Yes, brother, and great, great suggestion. It's pairing perfect with my cigars, and it's going to pair a lot well with a lot of other cigars, especially going into the summer here, being that it's a little bit lighter and all those fruit notes that are coming into it. This uh, Black Label Trading Company, great cigars. The second one I've had. And I've enjoyed their line so far. So we're going to look on trying to get them on the show here soon to talk to them about about these cigars. I want to thank you, Jamie, and the Smoke and the Dram Society for being on the show here. Great times, man. Like I said, you're just a wealth of information. It's been too long on trying to get you on here. And I'm, I gave you, it was really, I gave you like 30 minutes notice. Like, hey, can you be on the show now? Because I've got a lot of questions about this stuff. And there you are, man. You just came through and pulled through He'd for us. He'd be good to play trivia with. Like, oh, yeah. On, on my team. I don't want to play against him. <laughs> yes. Well, he got all the answers right. You did. T- you, you did. You did fairly well too. Yeah. You were. You were. Yeah. You were. Did, well, you, did you asked me a question about booze. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Well, Jamie, brother, thank you so much. Remember, it's a smoke in the Dram Society. Check him out. Remember, life is too short for bad cigars or bad liquor. And we will see you next time on the Good Cigar. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hey.